0: right running it straight uh, we decided we were going to jump out of the uh the main studio jump into a booth here and record an exclusive podcast because we had so many comments on the youtube channel uh by the way kemper you're allowed to um swear and make fun of me uh, in this exclusive <laughs> you want now that we're off the airwaves um so we're going to go through, like that sam you we're, <laughs> we're going to go you guys should see what he's like in the commentary box jesus oh sometimes <laughs> i've got to put a wall in, in between us to make sure i don't get hit um We're going to go through some of your YouTube questions and comments. Uh, We'll also go through round eight of the NRL this weekend. We didn't get time to, uh, to preview that. So uh, let's get to uh, some of these uh, YouTube questions then, shall we? put them to you, Kempe. Uh, Dom says, uh, Nelson Asafa solomona is back to expect him to run at and put extreme heat on Sean Johnson. How do you combat that? You make the first moves. Now, you mentioned uh, that Nelson is uh, going to be a little bit uh, underdone perhaps. One thing you've got to watch out with Naz as well is obviously the discipline side of things. So maybe if you rustle, ruffle his feathers a little bit early on, and that's probably the job of guys like Maratani Okora, we might get something out of it.
1: Yeah, look, I don't think he'll he'll uh, want to target Sean as often as he has done in the past because Marata's out there, and he so and he's uh, he's a bit of a bully himself. He'd like Big Nelson to see if he could get one over the top of him. I think I think to to, to Marty Martin answered that question when he when he said if we win the ruck and you don't take a, a much, uh, much notice of the tackle technique that's going into the tackle to win the ground, that helps us defensively. Like it's going to be a big. Um, part of their game against Melbourne on Tuesday night. They're going to need to win the ground up against arguably the best wrestlers in the competition. They brought the wrestle to the to uh, the NRL and here we have Cutter France's I wouldn't be surprised if they fly him over mm. um, technique that really needs to play out against the side um, come Tuesday night. So he, the thing with Nelson is he is going to tire and you're dead right about penalties. Uh, again that question I asked to Marty Martin like 14 sin bins on the weekend, you've got piggybacks coming out of your own half, players jumping the 10 when they have, haven't have got both feet behind the referee. And that's actually really hurting some sides. Um, I see Nelson osefa Solomon as discipline helping us on, the, on Tuesday night.
0: Well, it was um, his hit on Wade Egan last year. Remember that broke Wade, Egan, uh, Wade Egan's jaw, so... Um, yeah, I'd worry Warriors fans still remember that one. Uh block kid his message in saying, uh, we need Walker off the bench. That spark was different when he would sub in during the earlier rounds. It's an interesting point because he's right in the fact that his impact off the bench is undeniable. But what you saw last week against the Cowboys showed that maybe he he's fine in the starting team, Kempi. But yeah, what ideally would you would you have him play coming off the bench?
1: Oh, I think he would he would too. I think Dills has said that, you know, like he likes to think that he's the best. Bench player coming off the bench in the in the NRL, and I think he's he's close to it. Unfortunately, when you've got seven to nine injuries of, that are, of key players and that you start to challenge the depth and you're coming up against sides that, as we saw with the Cowboys, going, went down the edges and both Dylan and uh, Sean were challenged a number of times, Dylan especially pulling off some fantastic tackles. Um, you have to have him out there. It's, it's, it's more... About winning the game, then then just working towards one player, he's better to come off the bench, and I think we got that right. You know, I think not starting with tall picky back at the fullback position and chance at six, which was an option. I think starting with that that senior spine of Johnson, Dills Walker, and of course um, Charles Nicol Clockstead at the back really help them get through that that statistical nightmare that they were going through because they are pulling off the tackles and getting themselves back into the game when they were getting the opportunities down in the other half
0: DDB says, question boys, would you put Metcalf straight in when he's fit? I think he could be our best buy yet
1: Well I think if um, Tamari Martin is still struggling with an ankle injury no, it wasn't good news to hear that he had put a plate in there, yeah, you know, you've got all sorts of, I've had plates all over my body mm. and you know, and I've, it's
0: not, and it, just quickly as well, it's not a matter of like, okay, I've been cleared to play. When you go through something like that, it's it's getting back into the rhythm of, and getting confidence back. And we actually saw that with Sean a couple of seasons ago because you, you're conscious, aren't you? You got a metal plate in your foot. You don't want you don't want the same thing to happen again. So you're a little bit more tentative.
1: Well, you are, and you've got a foreign body in your inside your body that you don't know where it screws on on the on a nerve. Like I had a plate put in my arm. I snapped my arm and dislocated my elbow at the same time, and they put a plate right high on my elbow. I could actually feel it when I was touching my elbow but what happened was that my ulnar nerve was being touched by a screw and um, it just wouldn't come right and I I was like for two years playing around with this and in the end I got the plate taken out so hopefully he doesn't have complications and I'm thinking with Sean Metcalf think look I really Metcalf I uh, (laughs) <laughs> Luke Metcalf, Sean Metcalf, I don't know I keep saying that. That's the, that's the love child of no, Sean. No, no, you know who Sean Metcalf is. Sean Dude. Metcalf actually played for the Warriors. Did he? Yeah, he was. He was a centre too. He was a, he was a good young kid. Oh, good recovery. Um, so Luke, Luke Metcalf, <laughs> Luke Metcalf, uh, I really like him. You know, I, I asked the question on the weekend when we had him at the Warriors, you know, I was saying, you're not from the Shire. Like, you, you, you sound like you're from Newcastle, you know. You remind me of the boys I played with. He said, I'm from Coffs Harbour. I like him. I think he, if... Uh, Tomati Martin doesn't come back as quick as possible. He's got four more weeks to go. He probably will be our sixth coming back before Tomati Martin.
0: Mm, okay,
1: interesting. Um, when's the next international
0: game coming? Well, who knows? And obviously the ANZAC Test, which was which was also a staple, no longer
1: exists. Who knows? Is there actually a New Zealand Rugby League? Seriously, mm. like I got to say, like the international game under the current regime has got next to nothing um, happening at the moment. I got asked about an Origin que- Origin question this morning um, from the crew in Sydney, saying that should should Sean Johnson be available to play Origin? You know what I mean? Like They've got more interest in Origin than we have in getting a New Zealand game against the Australians, and, and I think that's a, a real um, blight on our game here, because we want to see the likes of Sean Johnson mm. um, in a Kiwi, you, Kiwi jersey. Do you think Sean Johnson would be the number seven if they named a Kiwi team tomorrow,
0: uh, no, I think they still go with um, Jerome Hughes and Mitchell Moses. But um, Mitchell I, Moses, not Mitchell. I <laughs> oh, no, I've yeah, done it till around. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, I don't know who's Kiwi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, don't, I locked myself in. We're going to cut that the next year, Robbie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes. But you know, if Sean give it, I mean, Dylan Brown's not lighting the world on fire this year either with the paramedials. So maybe if Sean, maybe if this goes for another say three or four rounds, and if we had mid-year tests, which would be amazing, then you, you'd probably would say you know Sean maybe would go into that role. Although I I would say maybe him and Jerome, I don't know how well they'd work together in terms of their styles.
1: Yeah, look, I think... I think Too similar, maybe? Currently, I would have Jerome and, and Sean Johnson. Okay, I wouldn't have um, Jerome and, and Dylan. I or think Mitchell. Dylan's, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, Mitchell might get a crack on the bench. He's not a bad <laughs> player. Um, but Dylan, I think's well out of form. And uh-huh. uh, Sean, Sean would deserve a black jersey if the opportunity arose. And they had been playing the Sanzac Test, which should be a staple part of our NRL oh. um, Kiwi diet during the yeah. during the
0: mid-season. I agree. Love this question in here from Yoza, um, who says, what about Volkman? And then there's a couple of responses to that, and then he says, how are these guys meant to get experience if all we ever do is play for the win? Consider last year, the season was a write-off, perfect time to play these young blokes. Instead, he wanted to play Sean and overlooked Volkman. Uh, it says to Mighty Martin as well. I guess he was here at the end of last year.
1: Yeah, look, Volkman, um, we aren't playing for you know, just because we're sitting down the back of the, the competition and, and, and to try and get a win, we're actually playing to stay in the four at the moment. And, and hopefully that um, doesn't just end up playing for the eight. And I think as long as we're doing that and you've got the, the likes of some depth now with Tomati Martin, uh, Luke Metcalf, and then Ronald Volkman, I think it, it bodes well with the way that Andrew Webster has put some anticipation around the players and some anxio- anxious times when he goes to name the team, uh, which keeps their form. Uh, rolling along if they're wanting to play first grade because he he's basically said to all of them with no favours to any of them that if you're not playing well then you're not playing first grade and for me you can actually tell that so players we spoke about that on the show today players that are stepping into the first grade because we've had so many good players step out have stepped up to the plate they know their opportunity is when they get it they have to take it with both hands. That's because the coach has, has drilled that into them. So I wouldn't be writing Volkman off. I'd be saying Volkman, down in second grade, is playing his hardest to wait to when he does get that shot, Sam, that he actually takes it with both hands.
0: Uh Lots of other conversation on the YouTube uh, channel, which is fantastic. I love that you guys have all been engaged with it. Um, but that was pretty much it for sort of the questions and the themes. So uh, we're going to quickly run through uh, round eight and give our predictions for what's going to happen this weekend. Starting tomorrow night, and it is probably the game of the round happening right at the beginning. Uh, 9.50 up at a core Stadium in Sydney. It is the Rabbitohs against the Panthers. And they've got the Panthers' heavy favourites at the TAB, Kempe, and And I'm suspicious of that. Other than the fact that I think the rabbits have only won one of their last eleven games or something like that against the Panthers, but um, it's a it's a cracking game tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, the, it's the, obviously the game of the round. You know, you've got two very good uh, sides playing against each other. I like. I just think that the South Sydney offence is rolling along quite well here, and they'll score plenty of points. Defensively, they've lost Olamatungi in the in the back row, um, but but Michael Cheekham's gone back in there, um, so they don't lose a hell of a lot with their shape. And Cody Walker. Uh, along with Latrell Mitchell in that, in that spine uh, on absolute five they're talking about Nico Hines being the pick for number six for New South Wales well I reckon Cody Walker is I think Cody Walker is, is probably the best offensive six that we've got running around in the game at the moment the way the Panthers are playing is that they're in a battle they know yep. that they're in a battle with every team at the moment and they've got they've got some games that they usually win by plenty like the one against Newcastle last week where they've you know iced it with Cleary again with a drop goal on an extra time, a drop goal to get him to extra time. Um, I just don't think they'll get that opportunity against South. South South gets away on them. I think South's home game. You know, I, I take home ground advantage this year. So I, think, take- I think it's. I think it's sometimes slapping you in the face. I think South at home. They probably get that one. I um, my prediction is that if the if Souths win, they'll, they'll there'll be a lot of points.
0: Um, if the Panthers win, it'll be a grind. It'll be a 16-12 or something like yep. that. So, uh, but you're picking the you're picking the rabbits. I'm picking the rabbits. I'm tempted to do it. I'm tempted to do it, Uh The Friday night game. Uh, it's just a late game on the Friday night at ten pm. That is the Eels versus the Broncos. It is from TIO Stadium in Darwin, taking the the game down to Darwin there, so the Eels won't have that out uh, that comeback Stadium advantage. Um, it's interesting for me. I mean, I'm still waiting for the Eels to... Uh, obviously, they fight against the uh, the Bulldogs, but I'm still sort of waiting them to find the form they had in 2022. Could this be the game against
1: the Broncos, who is still sitting in first, just the one loss? Look, I think um, the problem with the Broncos is, is around travel. You know, I think once you take them out of uh, Suncorp Stadium where they're used to playing at home and playing well and take them to a place which is about more around... Um, Developing the game where they where they get seen as superstars, and we've seen how Rhys Walsh acts around uh, um, fans. I mm. think I think they lose a little bit of their potency. Um, and Parramatta for me are, are just about to turn a corner. Like they've they've lost games yes this year, and they shouldn't be sitting down the bottom of the table, but they haven't lost them by much. Yeah. And of course with um, Big Lane coming back out on the back, back row, back out on one edge, they seem to be getting a bit of shape about it. You know, you just need to, you need to, um Brown to, to hit some form. Mitchell Moses is going okay, and their forward pack is going all right. You know that young Hopgood that's playing in lock at the moment. Yeah, fantastic. He's signing. been he's been a great signing for for Parramatta, and I think they're a stone's throw away from getting it right. And again, I'm picking them to uh, probably beat Brisbane on the weekend.
0: It's um it's interesting as well. But the Broncos are one of the very few teams this year that really hasn't had to deal with uh, injuries and suspensions. That's probably helped them. You wonder once that does hit them. Uh, how they'll respond. So eels, uh, you're going Eels on Friday night. Bulldogs, yeah, Bulldogs Sharks on the Saturday 7.30. Um, I mean, I just can't look past how many injuries the Bulldogs have. Like you've already mentioned, that they, they've been decimated with them. Um, and the Sharks, who uh, got got it back on track last week with a good win against the Roosters, I think they just roll on.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Tevita is trying to throw the heat off his side by um, call, trying to cause a a little bit of a rift between him and a couple of players in the in the Cronulla's team. I, look I just think Nico Hines is is on a mission at the moment to get in a New yeah. South Wales jersey. Uh, his game management last week, you know, they no one picked them to beat the Roosters. Um again just played the real clinical game uh, against a, a a top 8 team and like you said, with 11, I think it's 11 injuries they've got at the moment, the, the Bulldogs, you, you can't afford, it. When, they're, when they're trying to get into the eight, you can't afford to have that many injuries, especially to key players. out being out is a huge loss.
0: Now this one here, funnily enough, Kempi, is one that I'm looking forward to the most. Saturday 9.30, Cowboys-Knights up in Townsville. Um, the, Cowboy, uh, the Knights welcoming back Kalen Ponga. He's going straight into the halves. Of course, Lockie Miller is is going great at the at the um, number one position. I think he's having a, a fantastic season. Um, yeah. Look, you got the Cowboys who we've just talked agnosium about the, the struggles of 2023 versus the Knights who beat the Warriors, pushed the Panthers to Golden Point. Gee, I don't know. Up in the air this one for me. Hard to pick.
1: Well, if Todd Payne gets it right, you know, this week and and they. Don't give those errors away. You know what I mean? He's got all the stats that say they can win a game, but the piggybacks that they gave the Warriors that went down the other end of the pitch and scored points, lost them the game. The same thing will happen with the Newcastle Knights. With Cailin Ponga coming back, he's just as potent as Sean Johnson. Um, does he finish a game? I think v- a, the variable in there is the high risk on Cailin Ponga actually finishing the game. Um, and I've actually seen enough from the Cowboys, especially to go home to get that right. I think Todd Payton will drill him this week. Mm. I know you got no Jason Tomalolo who's out. Um, with He's gone and to get a cartilage operation on his knee. He'll probably be two weeks. But they don't lose too much because they bring... A big front rower back, Great. Um, Granville goes back to the bench, you've got McLean coming back in, um, so not a hell of a lot changes to their shape or size, I just think uh, maybe a little shift in defensive attitude and not giving away those, those easy piggybacks coming out of the, uh, the opposition's half.
0: Cowboys then, Cowboys?
1: I'm going Cowboys. Sunday, 4 o'clock, Dolphins, Titans.
0: Dolphins in 8th position now, Titans in 10th. I'm leaning towards the Dolphins, and it's it is at SunCorp up in Brisbane. Um, the Titans have shown glimpses, pretty much the same as last year. Though Kempe, they can score points, but they also let them in. A lot of their games are, are you know over fifty points for the total match points. So uh, yeah, I don't know if they can get it right against the Dolphins, who were uh, who got stuck in a grind. Um, Last week, but I think we'll get up over the Titans.
1: Yeah, fell off at the back end of last week's game. Felice Kofusi is back from suspension this week. I think that's massive to the, to uh, the makeup of the Dolphins. I actually think playing at um, Suncorp is the Dolphins' nineteenth man. You know, Redcliffe they come in droves to watch them play. They'll pack the stadium out again. Of course, the players will will grow another leg. I think that the Dolphins will be too too good for the Titans, who are just a mismatch at the moment. You don't know what you're getting week in week out.
0: Sunday. this probably is the most predictable game of the round Sunday at 6.05 the West Tigers in 17th against the Seagulls in 4th at Campbelltown Sports Stadium in Sydney the Seagulls who got that big win over the uh, storm last week and were looking impressive I don't think the
1: Tigers get their first win here Kemby. no well I'm saying they do Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the Tigers, like the history of Wests playing Manly, goes back decades. <coughs> the the history of Balmain playing Manly goes back decades. So it'll be packed out. Uh, the silver tails out there against uh, the Mag- the the Maggies out at West, um, out the far uh, reaches of the West, and a new fullback will be unveiled on the weekend as well for West Tigers, who's coming in and, uh, hot off of some decent form in uh, second grade can play this kid. Um, name eludes me at the moment, but uh Jareem Bula. That's it. Jareem. Jareem, Jareem. what a name. Obviously Jareem the yeah. family was uh heavy into reggae. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just
0: gonna say Jamaican yeah, roots. He, he has, I've
1: seen I've seen some some footage of that kid and he can play. And I'm picking that um they do something pretty special on the weekend. I'm picking them to actually get this um, one in the
0: can be, I just disagree with you. I really do. Adam Dewey uh, the ACL Paul lad as well. Did you read that? Sixteen months they reckon he's out for. I yeah. mean that is that has got to be. I don't about think the he'll worst. ever play for them again. I was just going to say that's almost career, isn't it? Um, I just think though, him of the big loss. I get your point at a rookie fullback, but gee, a rookie fullback coming into a t- side that's seventeenth with no wins is a whole different kettle of fish. They've got two points though, the Tigers. They did. Beat the beat the ball on the weekend. Well, Happy have. days.
1: But yeah, well, uh, you know that. The more you lose, <laughs> the closer you are
0: to one. <laughs> um, the Roosters-Dragons on uh, Tuesday. This is the Anzac Day game, and this is a big one. I don't think can be as bad as uh, the Dragons sort of have. Well, you know, sort of the up-and-down nature of, of how they have been tracking. But I, this is one of those games where the occasion lifts both teams. Um, so I think it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, it is at Allianz Stadium in Sydney. Uh, the Roosters welcome back Angus Crichton, like you said. Um Sammy Walker dropped, so Joey Manu goes into the five-eighth position. A couple other move arounds as well.
1: What do you reckon, Roosters Dragons? I'm going to give you a bet on this one, Sam. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. go on. I'm going to go 13 plus the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go Joey Manu to score. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go Tedesco to score, and I'm going to go Tupo to score. Okay. I'll I'll do it. I'll place it, and you'll get plenty.
0: Well, I'll tell you exactly how much I'm going to get. Um, talk to me about the Dragons while I'm doing it and uh, and why you think they're going to struggle.
1: Yeah, look, I just think that uh, on the back of Anthony Griffiths has been under so much pressure in the way that Ben Hunt's come out and supported him. The, the team is starting to lose faith and uh, Anthony Griffiths is starting to lose the changing room. Uh, when the When the battle starts to get tight, players, unfortunately... Uh, will tend to go wandering. And for me, I just think against the Roosters side, which Trent Robinson's made a massive call drop in Sam Walker back to reserve grade and moving his spine around. Joey Manu going in there, they're not going to lose nothing with Kerry at halfback who will just get the game, manage the side. Um, and of course, on the other side of that, too, is that Brandon Smith would have been given the ultimatum that he needs to pick his game up. Otherwise, he could find himself with Sam Walker over the over the coming weeks, which would be devastating for someone as Brandon Smith's um, ego uh, would cop a, a massive shot at. So, I'm expecting Brandon Smith to get out of dummy half, too. And if you wanted to just throw a smoky in there, he'd probably go over for a try as <laughs> I'll well. I'll
0: tell you what 14 plus Roosters, because you can't know, either go 11 or 14 on the same game multi. Uh, Daniel Tupo, James Tedesco, Joey Manu, that's at 13 bucks. So you, will you take one out and throw Brandon Smith in or are we just going to throw Brandon Smith straight in?
1: I'll throw Brandon Smith in there as 51. well. 51. There you go. Take a lot of 50, tries. A lot of tries. All right, I'll put, it, plus. I'll put
0: it in there just because I don't want you saying I told you so. Um, <laughs> finally, then, uh, the Storm Ro- Warriors who we've already talked about on air and your prediction was the points start at 12.5, but I'm going to need a genuine prediction from you. Now that we're not on air, Kempi, you can be honest.
1: <sighs> Look, okay, I'm going I'm to back the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going to back the Warriors. I haven't backed them at all this year. I've been waiting till round eight so I could get a clear indication of what their season actually looked like. I said to you early on, it felt like 2001. First of all, it felt like 2001 because the coach reminded me so much of Daniel Anderson. Um, secondly, it gave me a look at their first seven rounds and their fitness. And man, I've got to say, they're working for each other that hard uh, in defence, that their fitness ain't going to let them down, and how they handled injuries through the first six rounds means that they're showing up week in, week out. I think that if Melbourne don't show up, I think I think a big loss is um, having Nelson osifu Solomona start in the front row. I think that's that's not a positive for Melbourne. Um, Nick Meaney at fullback might get exposed, I think, from Sean Johnson's kicking game. Mm. And on the back of that, I'm picking the war- Warriors to win it in a tight one.
0: Oh, it's hard, Can be. I'm going to be flip flopping all the way up until kickoff because uh, we know the Storm very rarely lose games back to back. Craig Bellamy does a good job of that. And, you know, this is their Anzac Day game over in Melbourne. Cool. Well, there you go. A uh, little uh, podcast exclusive for you there. Um, we'll do it again next week if we get a whole bunch more questions on the uh, on the YouTube channel. So uh, enjoy this uh, weekend's Round uh, round 8 action of the NRL. And of course, uh, enjoy Tuesday, the ANZAC game between the Storm and the Warriors. We do have live commentary here on SENZ. I think build-up starts at about 8.30. Uh, Kick-off at 9 and we'll be going right through until the final whistle. There you go. Running it straight for another week. Done and dusted?
1: Yeah.